Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. There were several major sources of uncertainty in 2021, but apparently equities did relatively well, I understand, Ryan. Yeah, you know what they say, Trina or Tina, there is no other <laughs> alternative. And we still have the same issues on the table. Inflation, the latest variant of COVID-19, now Omicron, supply chain disruptions, as well as weakness in technology names. Also, what's happening in China, a, a whole bag of issues there. Um, despite all that, we saw the Street Times Index up nearly 10% last year. To get a bigger picture on where it goes from here, let's check in with Carmen Lee. She is the head of OCBC Investment Research. Morning, Carmen. How are you doing today? Hi, good, everybody. Hi, everybody. Yeah, great to hear from you, Carmen. Let's dive into what's happening for 2022 for the local stock market. So we got 10% last year. Uh, not too shabby, though the S&P 500 was up nearly 27%. How much should we moderate our expectations for this year? Okay, I think as you rightly pointed out, equities have done very well in the last two years. And that is despite the uncertainty brought on by COVID and also the uh, slowdown in economic outlook. But having said that, it's interesting to note that actually earnings picked up quite nicely. And especially in uh, 2021, we saw a very strong recovery in terms of the uh, corporate earnings. Mm. And that was one of the key factors that actually supported the uh, strong interest uh, in equities. But having said that, as you rightly pointed out as well too, that the growth rate has actually been very uh, spectacular in uh, 2021. Going into 2022, uh, there is a need to moderate expectation, especially for earnings, largely because of the fact that it came from a higher base. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the uh, 2022 uh, earnings, uh, it has to come down uh, from the double-digit to single-digit growth. But it's still a very remarkable set of uh, earnings. And uh, having said that, if you look at the whole uh, global environment, I think more markets are actually opening. And even with the Omicron, uh, it seems as if that um, the effect is actually currently quite limited. And uh, that should not actually in, a, in, a, in any way really impact uh, corporate earnings. And so we believe that earnings for this year is actually fairly intact. But it's just that from two, whole, two years of very strong equity outperformance in uh, 2020 and 2021, then going to 2022, it's only right to just moderate the expectation. Uh, mm. Still have very good markets, just stay invested, but just that um, it's not going to be as spectacular as the last two years. Yeah, Kamran, I guess if you look at this year versus last year, what might be different is the reopening of more borders. How is that going to affect markets and how investors should be repositioning themselves for 2022? Okay, last two years, I think we saw a lot of interest in what we call growth sectors. So you have your technology, your telco, your perhaps even some of your biotech, pharmaceutical, and, and some of these companies doing well. Last year, clearly the trend moved to more, some of the more core mm. stable companies like your financial, etc., right, which are in a sense somewhat neglected in 2020. 2021, they were actually uh, some of the star performers. Uh, heading into 2022, uh, I think this could possibly be a year whereby I think some of the stocks that were very badly sold down in 2020, which included your last year, your tourism-related sort of uh, stocks such as your hotel, uh, some of your retail companies, etc. Those could possibly uh, come back into play as the market reopens and I think more travel lanes are open and so people can move around mm -hmm. a lot more. So those are some of the sectors that could possibly um, benefit in 2022. But I think that it's also, to, to put it all in perspective, I think growth sectors will still continue to do well because these are companies that actually have seen very strong demand in the last uh, two to three years largely because as a whole world uh, moves towards digitization 
uh, a lot of these companies have actually uh, pivoted their businesses and actually put in a lot of uh, digital platforms. And those growth rates, I think, will still be quite good in 2022. And those are stocks that still mostly will continue to do that. So um, we always have to advocate that while you reposition, you still should have a bit of uh, exposure to some of the uh, growth sectors. Mm, okay, looking at 2022, there are a couple of themes playing out as well. Uh, that includes the likes of the central bank tightening from the Fed. So possibly more rate hikes ahead. How is that plus the recent cooling measures going to affect the property outlook for stocks? I think market expectation now in general you've seen is that uh, everyone is expecting about three highs uh, this year in 2022. Mm. And obviously that is the concern in the uh, in, in, uh, in terms of the inflation. And as a result of which there has been a little bit of uh, volatility. And, uh, but thankfully Singapore market did very well this year. Uh, if you look at it in the last uh, one to two days of trading, uh, I think the market was actually clearly outperformed. Mm. Uh, largely because of the fact that uh, financial stocks did very well. So if you've taken a look at yesterday's closing, I think all the three banks did extremely mm-hmm. well. Uh, largely because I think in a high interest rate environment, banks generally tend to do well. Uh, this is not forgetting that in 2021, uh, financial uh, markets worldwide, in terms of the uh, financial stock, all did very well. So all the banking stock did very well in 2021. But moving to 2022, in a very much higher interest rate environment, I think banks will continue to still do uh, very well. But um, unfortunately, I think there are sectors that will be hit if uh, interest rate continue to go higher. And that, that most the most clear uh, uh, sector that will be impacted will be your property sectors, especially in terms of the uh, mortgage uh, for consumer, mm. mortgage rates are likely to be also revised up and in line with the uh, higher interest rates. So that will, in a sense, impact uh, investor. And also, for, I think some of the developers, they do tend to be a bit more geared. So if they're mm. geared up, then that will be an, another factor on the uh, interest cost. Uh, to your question about the uh, recent cooling measure that came out in December, uh, in fact, it's actually quite well accepted and quite well spread up. So the impact is actually not as severe as the last two to three rounds of a Singapore property cooling measure that we saw. So this one is a bit more of a, I would think that although it, it's come across very harsh, it's really more to penalise the second, third, fourth property uh, purchase rather than your first. So you, you see that they actually left the uh, first single purchase uh, owners fairly intact. No change to that. It's just when you're buying more. So in, in some ways, it's also trying to uh, come, cool down the um, the uh, property market and also I think that you, you can see that even foreign buyers are also penalised as well so for local buyers who are buying more than one property and for foreign buyers uh, these are two of the categories that were more impacted mm. yeah. Yeah. Hey Carmen so still on property what's your take on REITs right now amid the rising uh, rates backdrop and also what we've been seeing further M&A and consolidation latest is uh, Maple Tree Commercial Trust and Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust Yeah. I think that uh, generally, uh, in rates, if rates goes up higher, it tends to be a little bit more negative for uh, rates, especially because of the fact that they're actually, in a sense, competing as well. Because rates do give you very nice uh, dividend yield. So in, a, in an environment where you can get better interest rate, then obviously that will hit the um, real estate investment trust. But then again, do know that uh, most of them still give you fairly decent uh, returns of between 4 to 6%, depending on which sectors you go into. And I think there are still some sectors which are uh, fairly interesting. I think in terms of the industrial space whereby a lot of the uh, properties are in very long-term uh, leases, I think that will, in a sense, help to balance out your portfolio and gives you a mm. lot less uh, volatility. So there are certain sectors which can possibly be quite interesting. But I think for companies that have actually taken up quite a lot of uh, borrowings and, um, and to fund their, some of their per- property purchases and all that, I think that is something whereby they will have to be a bit more careful. But again, Singapore REITs are so well-regulated, they have a cap on the amount that they can actually uh, uh, borrow. So I think even if rates goes higher, it should not be that damaging on the uh, Singapore Real Estate Investment Trust. Uh, on what you asked about the uh, M&A, I think that M&A is always very opportunistic 
I think in the Singapore environment, you'll notice that uh, largely they do go for asset in the same uh, uh, category. I mean, if they are in industrial space, they will normally acquire assets. So it's very tactical and very opportunistic. Mm. And I think that... Uh, most of the risk manager will still continue to uh, go on that front largely because of the fact that I think size does matter in this 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 business. So it will be it will be tactical, it will be strategic, and I think that in the next one to two years, it perhaps may just slow down a little bit, but the pace should still be there. All right, yeah. and Carmen, how worried are you about stocks with exposure to China? That's um, a lot of issues happening there, especially if you look at how some, maybe the banks uh, could see that as a headwind with the economic slowdown and their loan exposure. Uh, what's your take on the events happening in China? I think China is a very uh, interesting market. It's, I think, uh, uh, to me, uh, quite un- underappreciated at certain points. I think all this uh, restructuring that are, that are taking place now, uh, some of them are actually fairly positive in terms of uh, ensuring that the uh, economic viability of the financial markets remains for the longer term. And I think even some of the structural changes taking place in the, uh, in the equity market as well, they're quite interesting. Uh, for the technology mm-hmm. space, I think there's a bit of trying to ensure that cyber security, data securities and all that are actually uh, implemented to ensure that the uh, local population and their data are actually well protected. So I think short term there will be pain because of all this restructuring. Mm-hmm. But I think in um, perhaps maybe three to five years time, I think this is a market that is actually restructuring to actually, uh, I think, ready itself for perhaps uh, a more interesting environment in the years ahead, especially in the 5G space. All right, come in. Just to wrap things up, what are some of the names that you like and will be keeping quite a close eye on in the year ahead? Okay, I think that we still like a lot of the uh, interesting uh, technology stuff. I think this is the market we're buying. If you are weakness in the market, uh, it's actually a good time to still uh, buy opportunistically. As I think I said earlier on about having mm. a balanced portfolio. Look for some um, uh, stocks that will benefit from high interest rate, including your banks. Look for some of the stocks that actually will give you a bit of a core stable soft earnings like your real estate investment trust. And I think keep a certain percentage of it in um in your high growth technology company. So I think some of them, especially those in uh, Hong Kong, China listed ones, they've come off quite a fair bit because of like what you say, Dancer 20 mm. up north. And I think if you are buying for the longer term, some of these uh, stocks are actually uh, quite interesting for maybe a three to five year exposure. All right, Vincent Kamen Lee, she is the head of OCBC Investment Research, helping us out with some of her stock picks for 2022. Kamen, thanks for your time this morning. Yep, thank you. See you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.